Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. You're right, Richie. <laughs> Like endless rain into a paper cup They slither wildly as they slip away Across the universe Pools of sorrow, waves of joy Are drifting through my opened mind Possessing and caressing me
What a good way to start a day. Welcome to a special edition of the Indie Cafe on Red Velvet Media Network. And today I have a special guest, um, Aaron Zink um, from the Morrison Hotel Gallery in New York City with my um, host, Spencer Drake. And um, we're going to be going into a lot of things about what's going on and the reason why we opened up with the Beatles songs is because right now the current um, exhibit there right now, they'll get into a little bit more, but I just wanted to let you know a little bit about the Morrison Hotel Gallery. Um, It was founded in 2001 um, by quite a few really cool people, um, which they're going to be talking about. And there are two locations, one in West Hollywood and one in Soho. And um, I am going to bring on uh, both um, Aaron and Spencer, and we'll get into the Morrison Hotel and Gallery. If you would like to go into the chat room, the chat room is open. And if you would like to also listen to the show at a later date, if you want to listen to it afterwards, it will be available on iTunes and also on demand on Red Velvet Media Blog Talk Radio under the Indie Cafe. So let me bring both of my guests on into the room, and that's the reason why we opened up with such an amazing Beatles song. Welcome, Spencer, and welcome, Aaron. Hi, Holly. Hello, Great show. Holly. Hi. Great song. Great Hi, guys. song. Isn't it hey. great? Well, that's a really cool um, rendition of that song. That's great, a, very, very psychedelic version I was given, so I thought that was really kind of cool to open up with and, today. And Holly, who, whose version was that? That is the Beatles. It's well, the Beatles, I, but it's I got it from I got it from somebody in the industry. Ah, <laughs> uh, excellent. Very I'll send cool. it to you if you want it. Would love, would love to hear it again. It's such a great version. I haven't heard. I'll it is, send it, it is. to you. I will. I'll send it to both of you. Excellent. Yep. You'd love it. So, tell me what's happening in New York City. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Uh, we, we actually, we are in the midst of a wonderful uh, Beatles exhibition. We are celebrating 50 years of the Beatles here in New York and in our West Hollywood location of the gallery. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are celebrating the Beatles arriving in New York City in 1964, which, as I'm sure both of you know, uh, yeah. Two weeks ago, there was uh, lots of you know things going on on CBS and various other places, right. celebrating the 50 years of the Beatles arriving in New York. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was that was a big weekend. There was a lot of stuff. I f- unfortunately couldn't go because of my uh, after the operation condition. But there was a lot of a lot of activity going that I got invited to. Unfortunately, I couldn't make the uh, your opening, Aaron. But I know it was really cool. Um, I wanted people to know. Um, First of all, uh, what, you're you're the sales director there, right? And run yeah, run the gallery I, in New York. I run, run it here in New York. Um, you know, I've been here at the gallery for nine years, and you know, this is you know probably the second or third Beatles exhibition that we've done in the last ten years. And you know, there just seems to be so much incredible work that keeps coming out every few few years. Photographers are digging through their archives, and they find more and more amazing photographs. And in fact, uh, what makes it, as as we're pointing out, it's the 50th anniversary. So this year is phenomenal all through the year. You know, just on dollar, right? yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, you know, Shannon did that thing at the Apollo Theater um, last weekend. Aaron, did you hear about the whole um, celebration at the Apollo Theater that went on? I did, but not until afterwards, unfortunately. Yeah, it was huge. It was really fun. Yeah. So there's um, some of the celebrations. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
I want to. Oh, I want to bring up uh, Aaron. Tell people about who founded uh, the Morrison. The yeah. people involved. Yeah. Sure. The, the gallery was founded uh, back in 2001 by three three partners. Um, Henry Diltz being one of the, the foremost music photographers in the world, uh, mm-hmm. along with Peter Blatchley and Rich Horowitz. Um, all of them had experience in the music industry over the last 30 years. Henry, obviously, being the photographer and being the creative force behind the gallery's opening. And, and Peter, uh, he started the gallery with Henry, knowing Henry since the late 70s, because Peter started at Capitol Records and moved, uh, moved up the ranks at Capitol Records, working there for about 15 years and running the video department at Capitol. And, and then, then he must love having the Beatles uh, exhibit there. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. That's a, hey, you know, Aaron, that, that, that's what tied me and Peter together, because Peter knew me back then at yes. Capitol. And, um, I, and one thing I've got to say, that uh, um, being here in New York, that I've been down in galleries so many times, and those wonderful openings you have, is that the quality line of your gallery really accentuates where you are from the other galleries. I want everybody to know that. And uh, there's stellar also lineup of people that they represent, including names like Frank Stefanko, mm-hmm. Danny Clinch, Lynn Goldsmith, Graham Nish, Elliot Landy, Bob Gruen. It goes on and on. It's just Mick really Rock? wonderful. Mick and Rock. Mick Rock and Absolutely. many, many more, many more. And also you have a very incredible book library there to buy if you go down there, photo books, which uh, we're – very privileged to be with our 545 books all there, but the other books like, um, and I want to bring up the Henry Diltz book, right, Aaron? Yeah. That we, we know about. Um, and I just that typed book is, the website. Yeah, I just typed the website into the chat room so everyone can go online to the store to see what's there, too. Sure. Yeah. Um, sure. MorrisonHotelGallery.com, yeah. Mm-hmm. Great, great. Yeah. So uh, this, Beatles, uh, this Beatles exhibit, um, after that, uh, you have Art Shea, right? That's yes. coming in. Yes. Yeah. And, and and actually I wanted to uh mention the 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 other the other owner of the gallery, his name is Rich Horowitz. Oh right, I'm sorry. And Rich um Rich actually he started with owning numerous record stores in San Diego and he just, you know, through numerous people was able to connect with Henry in the mid to late nineties. And wow. Rich he also you know, no, knew some people in the art world and the gallery world, and so he met he met Henry and and Henry and Rich and Peter back in the late '90s kind of came up with this idea to start a music photography gallery. And wow! Lo and behold, this is you know this is where we're at now. You know, probably 15 years, you know, from the kind of inception of them coming up with the idea of it. And you know, it's it's really taken off. We started with just one photographer, and now we have almost 90 different. You know, wow. music, music photographers, and 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 by the way, the, again, I got to under underline this: uh, the quality line is unbelievable at your gallery. The, Ab- the absolutely, we have you know we have the best music photographers out there. You know everything from Herman Leonard's work in the late '40s of uh, the jazz and blues, along with now some of the great photographs of Art Shea in uh, the early '50s with the blues musicians that he has, to the contemporary stuff of today with Danny Clinch and Autumn DeWilde and Emmett mm. Malloy, you know, wow. and, and then everything and, and, and everybody in between, you know, with Neil Preston and Henry Diltz. Uh, we have an incredible array of photography. You had a great show on a photographer that shot for Melody Makers, is that right? Remember yes. That? Uh, about a year ago, um, goodness, a little bit more than that, we had a, um, an exhibit for the, for the photographer Barry Wenzel. Mm. And Barry is a British photographer uh, who 
he was the chief photographer for Melody Maker magazine starting in 1965, and he was there from 65 to 75. And he did all the covers for Melody Maker. And during that time period, you know, when all of those bands and musicians were kind of coming up through the ranks, uh, Barry was growing with them and traveling with them and photographing them. And, you know, at that time, there was no, you know, preconceptions and, you know, PR people and to deal with. So he had all access. And so he was able to take these incredible photographs and uh, have this amazing moments and shared moments with the musicians. Yeah, I, I always find that you always have a show of some photographer, which a lot of people don't, uh, maybe come out of the woodwork, like Barry Wenzel, yeah. who, you you know, you have to be someone who really knows about that, but you'll bring up somebody like that, and it's mind, the mind-boggling, the uh, the show you'll put, that these people do, that you find, you know, they're really like, uh, that's what gets me, uh, my eye, you know? Well, we, we really try to exhibit and show people who who really had amazing access and you know it's not just somebody who had a camera in their hand and and took a photograph from the 10th row of a concert you know we we can all envision ourselves being at a concert and from the from the vantage point of the viewer at a concert we we want the stuff that's the that really private moment backstage or traveling with the musician on an airplane you know those moments and and those fly on the wall moments those are kind of the aha moments that when people come into the gallery to look at the photographs or to purchase a photograph, they really appreciate and take home with them and love. And I, I think uh, one show that, another show, you know, I've got a number of shows here, but David Garr's show, right? That was uh, really historic. That was absolutely historic. David Garr was an incredible photographer who unfortunately passed away in 2008. And David was you know that he was the photographer that influenced so many of the photographers that we all are familiar with uh henry diltz jim marshall barry feinstein mm. you know all these people david gar was friends with all of them and and really you know took them under his wing and he told them you know how to handle and get your work into the art departments at magazines and for record labels and such he was what got me is I worked with David Garr. I had the privilege of working with David Garr on an album cover for Mercury Records. And David called me up, Aaron, you love this. I don't know if I told you the story. I told Peter the story. Is that he worked with 35-millimeter slides. And mm -hmm. one thing I said to D David, I said, you know, maybe we'll do like a two-and-a-quarter on this or something like this. I said, no, 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 Spencer. I'm going at 35-millimeter slide. And let me tell you, I, all I have to tell you is, You'll see when you blow up the slide what it's going to be like. And sure enough, he was right. When I blew up the slide, it was so the clarity was amazing to a certain size. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, and he worked that way, and it, it blew my mind. And I never forgot that. And it was a privilege just to work with the uh, such a per person like that, David. Absolutely. You know, it was just, yeah. And then you had a, a very uh, another show which was really mind blowing was the Frank Stefanko and Danny Clint show. Yes. The uh, the. I think we titled that one The Swamps of Jersey. Um, you know, Danny Clinch and Frank Stefanko covering the early years of Bruce Springsteen and the later years of Bruce Springsteen. And Danny has been photographing Bruce Springsteen since about 1999. Mm -hmm. And Frank Stefanko, obviously, Frank shot the album cover for Darkness on the Edge of Town in 1978, right. yeah. and he yeah. shot the, the album cover for The River. 
And Frank talks so fondly of you guys. I've had him on oh so many times. Oh, he's he a great guy. You're, you're right, Holly. He loves the Morrison <coughs> Hotel Gallery. Yeah. He, he, he says is, that's he his a, home, away from home, basically. He is a special special person. and He was he was actually up here in New York last week. Yeah. Uh, Did you know he does landscape work, too? Landscape we have, photography? We have a few of those pieces here. I mean, not, not, only do we, not only do we show the photographers, you know, music stuff, you know, we, we represent them for their entire catalog of work and their archive. Oh, that's awesome. And, Frank, and, and Frank, another, another book that uh, we designed was Hopes and Dreams, well, the, yeah, first printing, which, the first which, printing which sold out. Which is an amazing book, Spencer. That, that book really captured, you know, what Frank was trying to do right. with photographing yeah. Bruce when he first met Bruce through Patti Smith right. in ni- 1977. Yeah, that's amazing. He's a, he's an amazing photographer. Maybe we should go on to like your Art Shea show, which is coming Ab- up. In absolutely. March. What what we have coming up with Art Shea uh, is an amazing collection of photography by this 91 year old photographer who was born and raised in the Bronx, New York, and from a, at a young age, maybe 15 years old, Art started uh, taking photographs, and he was making you know at that time decent money um, photographing. You know, this is in about 1938, 1939, uh, photographing here in New York. And uh, then when the war came, he went into service, and he was actually a navigator in uh, the Air Force. Wow. So in 1944 and 1945, he was, he was actually a navigator in the United States Air Force. Wow. Did he work in the sports photography? He did. He worked. Uh, art is a pr- pr- great example of somebody who covered all genres and everything. And if, and if you go on to the gallery's website, you'll notice that uh, with, with Art's work, uh, not only do we have uh, amazing photographs of the Rat Pack and uh, blues musicians like Junior mm-hmm. Wells and Buddy Guy together, Wow. But we also have an incredible photograph that we'll, we'll have in the exhibit of, Bart, of um, Vince Lombardi. Oh, and wow. he, is, he is just yelling and bawling out Bart Starr, the famous quarterback <laughs> for the Green Bay Packers. And you, have, wow. you, know, he's, you can tell he's just in mid-sentence saying, why did you do that? <laughs> and it's an incredible photo, yeah. and we'll, we'll have that one as a color photograph in the exhibit. Yeah, this is one thing I want people to know, and this is right, right, uh, that you have a sports section. Is that right? Or we do. We, um, about, a, about a year and a half ago uh, here at the gallery, we, start, we had an exhibit for the legendary sports photographer, uh, Neil Leifer. Mm. And so we had, we had an exhibit of Neil Leifer's work uh, January 2013, and it encompassed the Football, basketball, baseball, boxing. I mean, I'm, I'm sure everybody's familiar with Neil Leifer's photograph of Muhammad Ali around yeah, right. Sonny Liston in 1965 for, um, in, in Lewiston, Maine. Well, and that's that great expression. That, uh, he has that expression on his face right in the ring. It's unbelievable. Abs- absolutely. I mean, it's probably one of the most iconic sports photographs it in is, the world. It is. It is. You're right. And then... Uh, you know what I wanted to say? Yeah. I'm sorry. No. I didn't mean to interrupt. No, go ahead. Go, no, no, no. to call in... Real quick, this is a special edition of the Indie Cafe on the Red Velvet Media Network. If anybody would like to call in, it's 347-677-1036. And if you're in the chat room and listening live, the show will be available, if you missed the beginning, on iTunes and also on Red Velvet Media Blog Talk Radio afterwards on demand. I just wanted to do that. And um, 
I have to do one real quick thing. Is that okay with you guys? Real quick? Yeah. I'm going to run, run something really quick here. Hold on a second. Sorry, you can all sit there real quiet. <laughs> H2OM, Water with Intention. Award-winning natural spring water. Featured in Time Magazine, The Wall Street Journal, and the official bottled water of the Chopra Center. H2OM, Water with Intention. Visit h2omwater.com. That's new, huh, guys? Yeah, it's for yeah. World Water Day. I have to do that because it's it's such a great such a great thing for World Water Day. I'm sorry, carry on. Abs- no, absolutely. <laughs> no, go ahead. I, I had I had no idea today was World Water Day. Right. <laughs> no, the twenty second, March twenty second wow. is World Water Day, but. That's an amazing um, water company. They are going to be doing the world wa- the walk for water, and oh, nice. um, it's really cool water. It's um, wow. water with intention. Water is all named different things like love, prosperity, perfect health, um, and they say think it while you drink it. So there you go. <laughs> so, <laughs> Excellent. So we were uh, the next. <clears throat> I think the next show is interesting, which I saw actually Jesse Froman had a show, and now he's coming back again, right? Yeah, we so we had a show for Jesse back in March of 2012, and we are uh, revisiting the exhibit and showing some more of Jesse's photography of Nirvana and Kurt Cobain. Oh, and, awesome! And so that's this, great. I wish this, I was could see that. Oh, it's yeah, I wish you could, Holly. Come we have here. a phone call. Do you want to take a phone call? Should I Absolutely. see who it is? Sure. Yeah. I want to hear about the exhibit, though. Hold on a second. One second. 516, you're on the air. Hi, Holly. It's uh, Hugh. <laughs> Hi, Hugh. Welcome to the show. Yes, what Welcome a great to the show. show. I uh, you... I was listening, and I, when my ears perked up when you talked about the sports photography, I actually knew I wanted to see if either gentleman knew Ozzy Sweet. He did a lot of sports photography, and he also uh, photographed Einstein and got him to smile. <laughs> wow. Is that That's funny? Heavy. That's great. I love that. Yeah. Uh, and he passed away uh, last year, but oh. his widow, I think, has his collection. I would love to see if you might take an interest in exhibiting that, because uh, he did the big, huge uh, blow-up pictures at Grand Central Station, too. Oh, okay. Wow. Um, I'm not familiar with his work, but I'm sure I can uh, look into it and see what's what's out there with it. I mean, I, I'm sure, you know, w- what years was he photographing? Well, he did, uh, I think, the, like the 50s, maybe in the 40s, uh, and he did a lot of nature photography, too. An unbelievable photographer. Just uh, Google Ozzy Sweet. I think you'll pick him up. And uh, Holly, uh, if she can connect yeah, with I'll me. Yeah, I'll send your info over to Aaron, and then Aaron can look it up, and then when he Absolutely. has to get in touch with you. I, just I would love to, to see the uh, Albert Einstein picture of him smiling. That would be awesome. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All, right. All right, I'll let you get back to the show. I just wanted to interject that. Oh, Thank no, you very much. Um, like oh, no, no, that's great, here? Hugh. Would you like me to mute you, Hugh, or do you want to listen? Um, yeah, are you going to listen live? I'll, okay, I'll, I'll mute you. But just so everybody knows, Hugh is um, an amazing um, friend and also is involved in a lot of projects. And this is something that I know he would really enjoy listening to. So he just recently sent me, thank you, I got your package yesterday. Did you get my card? Yes, I, uh, wonderful. Finally. Thank you. Okay, you're very you're, welcome. You're representation of the Love uh, Foundation. Thank you. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, hold on one second, and we're going to continue back with the Morrison Hotel and Gallery with Aaron and Spencer. Hold on one second. Don't go anywhere. I'm going to just meet you. He's such a special friend, Aaron. Um, he came into my life years ago. Oh, gosh, when I first started doing radio shows. Remember, Spencer? Yes. And um, yes, he's always got these really cool things going on, and for him to know how... <laughs> talk about Albert Einstein smiling and then sports photography. <laughs> That's really cool. That's a great anyway, shot. I'm That's sorry, good. I took you off, off the thing there. Um, what were you saying about the we're, we're, um, exhibit Jesse with, the cute, with the Kurt Cobain stuff? I really want to see that. Yeah, yeah that, that exhibit's actually going to be uh, starting, uh, we're gonna, we're collaborating with the Dream Hotel in downtown New York City here on 9th Avenue and 16th Street. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. with with that exhibit, we're going to have a, a large 2,000-square-foot space uh, for wow. the opening night, and then we're going to be exhibiting the work there, and we'll be bringing it here into the gallery as well. And we'll be sh- celebrating the band Nirvana and uh, Kurt Cobain, because uh, unfortunately we are, we are coming up on 20 years of Kurt Cobain That's uh, right. passing away. His birthday was either today or yesterday. Yes, or it, I yeah. think it was yesterday, actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, Jesse Froman, he has a shot of, 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 you know that shot, it's with, uh, let's see, um, he's like, uh, Kurt Cobain's like got these goggles on, and he's got these flapped uh, hat on, and it's like he's in a wild costume, and it's such a stark shot, you know, Aaron, it's like, it's, it's mind-blowing shot of him. Absolutely. The, um, that photograph was actually taken at the Omni Hotel in uh, New York City. Mm. And Jesse was actually planning on taking the photograph in Central Park. Oh, really? Oh, wow. At that time, uh, Kurt was kind of, you know, I I think he was going through some issues with his own life there, and I think he uh, he was pretty tired that morning, we'll say. Wow. And he uh, he was supposed the photographer was went to go pick him up at the the hotel and bring him to Central Park, and the the tour manager came out and said, unfortunately. The shoot is not going to happen in Central Park. It's actually going to happen here in the hotel. Mm. And Jesse photographed the band um, in a conference room in the in the basement of the Omni Hotel. Wow! And so they actually had to That's take a great the, story. they had to take the conference table, flip it on its side, and push it up against the wall. And then he set up his uh, his gray seamless backdrop. Mm-hmm. And you know he he took photographs uh, waiting for Kurt Cobain. He was taking photographs of. Chris Novoselic and um, oh, wow. Dave Grohl, and finally Kurt came down, and he had about you know maybe half an hour, an hour's worth of time with him, and um, then later the next day Jesse went to the Roseland Ballroom where the band was actually rehearsing for the MTV Unplugged session, mm. and so wow. he, he was photographing during that rehearsal session outside and inside when the band when Kurt and the band were getting out of their car and getting into, you know, walking inside to rehearse for a bit. Wow, that's amazing. Well, that's iconic. Yeah, I was going to ask Ms. Spencer, you know, with sure. all the exhibits that you have been part of, and I know that you've been there and also people have told you tales, what are some of your most memorable moments of people that came in um, looking at art and uh, stories that you want to share with our listeners? Because I know that... I've talked to so many of my friends, and they've all told me, oh, I've been in there. I know Mick, Mick Rock was in there quite a few times. I know Mick Jagger comes in. I know David Bowie's been in there. What 
do you have any stories to share with us about anybody uh, that's been in there? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's, you know, we have, over the years, there's been so many people that have come in of, you know, notable musicians that, you know, mm-hmm. they come in and their, their photograph is on the wall. Um, I mean, the one that stands out in my mind the most is, you know, when I first uh, started at the gallery almost uh, over nine years ago, that uh, Robert Plant uh, coming into the gallery and, you know, just grabbing the chair, plopping it down in front of the counter, and Robert yeah. just he just started he just started chatting with us and he just wow. we weren't even wow. we weren't even ta- we weren't even talking about music we were talking about just everyday life and you know traveling and and he was talking about his daughter and and what mm. she was doing and it it was an ama- an amazing experience that you know I wish everybody was able to experience oh that those that's like the time I met Springsteen in a recording studio and I was quiet and with Clarence Clemens nobody was there mm-hmm. you know, it's one of those times when you meet somebody and you can't ex- even relate it to anybody because you have to be there yourself right it's just Abs- an iconic absolutely. experience right I remember uh, seeing uh, actually being in an opening where Neil Young showed up yeah remember uh, that was the Graham Nash opening that we had and, mm-hmm. and Neil's been in b- a bunch of times because he's obviously still very close with Graham Nash and Henry Diltz, uh, one of the owners, and Henry and Neil uh, and Elliot Roberts, Neil, Neil Young's manager, they all go back, you know, they know each other since about 1968, 1969, all from those Laurel Canyon days. And, I, I, and there's a show that I'm going to bring up to you that's mind-blowing, and you know what this is, the Julian Lennon show. Mm. Absolutely. And that, that was Yoko and Sean, and I took pictures. Of, and Yoko has pictures. You know, Sean and Yoko have pictures that I took that they love. And that that show that show was more than a show. I tell that people. That was a reunion. That was a reunion. Exactly, Holly. That was a reunion. It was more than a show, and that was, show was unbelievable. Right? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. That that was that moment. Um, you know, Spencer, that you that you were able to experience. You know, we were able to have. Um, jo- you know, Sean Lennon with Yoko, mm, uh, right. Cynthia Lennon and Julian Lennon. Um, we had Patty Boyd there. You know, we had almost you know this entire Beatles entourage, and it was just an amazing experience. And it was you know something that had really never happened before. Maybe maybe somebody came in and told me that maybe 25 years prior to that there was a moment in which. Um, you know they had all those people together, but right. outside of outside of that, I mean that was a historical moment to have all those people. And as I'm sure you remember, Spencer, that that yeah. day, that opening, we had over 1,500 people crowding into the gallery that night. That was unreal. That you know that was you know that's to me it'll always stay in my mind, Aaron. It will, it, it's one of those iconic events that. I mean, it's like the Rolling Stones at Madison Square Garden for the first time or something. You know, it's like one of those mm-hmm. important uh, events in my life that stands out like that because of the, uh, what it was. And like you're saying, Holly, which you brought up a very good point, which was more than that photo event also is reunion. I think Julian had a thing on CBS the next day. And Absolutely. Oh, yeah, it was a huge reunion. I remember yeah. Julian and uh, Sean hadn't seen each other for a while. Yeah. And that was the first time exactly. they had seen each other. And yep. I remember Yoko was there. I know May Payne was there as well. Yeah, so, May, May um, was there as well. Yeah. And, and, and that was and that actually that night, um, our good friend from CBS News, Anthony Mason, he actually mm-hmm. uh, was interviewing Julian. And he, you know, that following Sunday, he had on, you know, maybe a 12-minute piece on, the, on Julian Lennon. And they showed clips of the opening that, that night. Yep. 
They were yeah, happy. I remember that. And and you know what's interesting? They they were happy, and you know it was like the stories that came out that people didn't know about Julian and them. And all that time before, they thought it was all this negative activity where there wasn't a lot of it at all. I mean, no, was, not at all. He he really he really. Um, for instance, I, I remember like Julian really listened to Sean's music, and Sean really idolized Julian's music, and they had Absolutely. this really camaraderie. Mm-hmm. You know, so it was like all these stories that came out. So that was a really unbelievable event that led into something else, which was so important in life. You know, it really was a very important thing in life historically, in music. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, that, you know, that, that brought us down to just a whole other level with the amount of people and, and the notoriety that the gallery took on. I mean, we were, mm-hmm. we were very well known, and we had a great brand name as the Morrison Hotel Gallery at that time. But, you know, once you bring in, you know, somebody like Julian Lennon, uh, you know, it just really put us on the map. And, you know, for weeks people were coming in and calling us saying, oh, I want to come in and see the Julian Lennon exhibit. Mm-hmm. And we actually uh, took that exhibit of his photography down to Art Basel uh, a couple of times now. And, oh, and wow. we'll, we'll actually be, we'll be, we'll be going back down to Art Basel this December as well. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, it's kind of like, were you at Woodstock? Well, were you at that gallery opening? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you know, it's like that. Were you at the Woodstock Festival or were yeah. you at the Julian Lennon opening? <laughs> yes. But um, I want to get into something else that we're going along on, on the lines, which I think is going to be a great show. And I just saw it posted by you that Chris Stein of Blondie is going to have a show. Yeah. How do you like that one, Holly? That's great. I heard about that through a woman that does photography with uh, Chris and I think is with Chris. Um, uh-huh. That's her partner. Yeah. Oh, that's great. So what's the story really on that? Cool. So, so the plan, well, it's, it's just a rough, rough planning stages right now, but we, this past summer in, uh, I think, July uh, 2013, we did an um, exhibit of Chris's work at, the Los, at our Los Angeles gallery in West Hollywood. And uh, we had a great exhibit, an opening out, out there. We had Joan Jett there. We had Debbie Harry there, Chris Stein. Wow. Chris wow. was inviting all of his friends. Yeah. And right now, you know, we're planning, we were trying to do something in here in our upstairs loft gallery space in April. But uh, the band is actually, they're going to be recording an album and they're, they're working on some new projects right now. So right. I think uh, we're going to be doing something potentially again with the dream hotel just because they have a really large space and we're we're working on some different ideas and trying to bring chris's work here to new york but but definitely in the near future we're going to be doing an exhibit with chris stein's oh i see okay so that's not on it'll be coming up somewhere possibly in the you know the spring we might be doing kind of a soft opening with it but definitely in the next in the next year here, maybe in the fall, we'll be doing a really big exhibition with Chris. He had a plan on a book. Uh, I saw. Uh, yeah, he's Chris, planning to do a photo book, right? Yeah, Chris has a book coming out uh, with a publisher, Rizzoli uh, or something. Uh, yes, think, it's, right? it is with Rizzoli, and he uh, he's got that coming out maybe in October or November. Wow. Um, and, and that's you know the same. I mean, as I'm sure you you know that with all of our photographers, they all are working on personal projects and books at all times. Uh, Danny Clinch is one that Danny, I think, has a book coming out. It might be with uh, Abrams Publishing, uh, possibly, but I, I, I'm, it's, just, it's escaping me now. But that's going to be coming out in either November, I think uh, late October or November, that book, and it's going to be around 260 pages. Wow, he's a, he's a great, you know, I, a long time ago when Danny was starting, 
I found him, you know, Aaron, and he was black and white, totally amazing stuff. I used to bring his portfolio in, this is like years ago, and I'd bring it to all Bon Jovi and Joan Jett. Nobody wanted to take his photographs, and i go crazy. I said I knew intuitively he was amazing. Sure enough, years later, boom, right, hits, hits the gold mine. And, and, you know, Danny and I, he knows me like that. He said, you know, you remember me, Spencer. You know, he's such a nice guy, right? One thing about Danny. Such a great guy, right? I mean, Absolutely. He just, he's, he's and he a, does it right. I mean, he does everything right, whatever he does. Well, Dan, Danny is somebody who, you know, I, I love how over the years Danny has become an incredible harmonica player. Oh, really? And he's wow. a huge musician himself. And, um, you know, I, one of the, you know, within the first couple of years I, I got to know Danny, um, you know, I was going to a Foo Fighters concert uh, here in New York at the Beacon Theater. And, you know, all of a sudden Dave Grohl's up on stage and he's talking and he said, oh, yeah, you know, you might, you, you might, be from, see, you might see this guy t- taking photographs of us on the side of the stage or on the front of the stage. Wow. It's a photographer by the name of Danny Clinch, but Danny's also an amazing harmonica player. Let me bring him up here. And Dan, <laughs> Danny got on stage at a packed house at the Beacon Theater wow. and, had, and had a 15-second uh, harmonica solo with the Foo wow. Fighters. Oh my God! That's great. That, that is great. You know, what a great story! The, that is a great story. And, and those Danny, are the kind of those are the kind of moments that just make it. You know what I mean? It's absolutely. Like, you know, yeah. you go somewhere and you don't expect something to happen. That's exactly like, right. I think I think I, I think I shared with you, Spencer, the time I went to Mickey Rourke's birthday party at mm-hmm. a private club in L.A. I walked mm-hmm. in and I met Bruce Springsteen, um, and uh, everybody was there. And within like five minutes, everyone was on the stage. Bruce was on stage. Johnny <laughs> Depp was on stage. Oh my um, God! I think wow. Nick, Nicholas Cage. Um, Jeez. And everyone, everyone, and everyone was there. And what really struck me that was funny was Springsteen. Bruce was so quiet and so so, you know. But when he got on stage, boy, did he come alive! And that's like you said, like a moment in time you know it's like mm-hmm. you just never going to have that ever happen again so that's true yeah. absolutely and it, you know and the amazing thing with somebody like danny is the fact that mm-hmm. danny is a true photo historian as well and he you know he's not just there taking photographs of his own you know and he's part you know, of it he's really yeah. part of the movement and the scene and he, yeah. he studies all of these older photographers so you know he loves coming in and coming in and you, you see him looking at photographs really just getting six inches from the photo and really looking at the quality of the photograph and and talking to the photographers you know he really he really looks up to guys like jim marshall and and henry dilton mm, yeah. and, and in his own right danny danny is probably one of the if not the biggest music photographer out there right now i mean you, you mention his name to anybody in the music world or any of the musicians and they all know danny and, he and we know we're in new york we're hearing honking horns Anytime I do, we know you're right. You got it. Your sirens or horns or whatever. Um, so, I have so a do you have question. a, ter- you have yeah, a ter- go ahead, Oh, I'm going, no, no, Holly, no, no, I don't mean. Go, I wanted go to ahead. ask go about ahead. the. Uh, I wanted to switch it up for one second here. Mm-hmm. I wanted to ask about the L.A. Gallery because I know a lot of my friends oh, that are in yep. L.A. Mm-hmm. have gone there, and um, I know Al Sutterwhite just recently did a book about Hunter Thompson, and I know that he's planning on exhibiting his stuff there. Um, I wanted to know um, a little bit about how you decide how it was decided that they were going to open up a gallery at the Sunset Marquee, and why did they choose the Sunset Marquee? Because that's such a that's such an amazing place. Absolutely, uh, th- that mm-hmm. particular location came to us uh, because our very close friend and the photographer that we we show here, Timothy White, 
Mm-hmm. Timothy, uh, for 25 years or more, has been staying out at the Sunset Marquee and is very close friends with all the people, the owners and the managers and everybody out there. And uh, space became available. And at that time, we did not have anything in Los Angeles. And so we, Timothy approached them and said, I really, you know, I've had an idea. You know, Sunset Marquee is, a, is really a, a place that's associated with music and has had musicians staying here for years and years. Um, I think that the, the gallery, the Morrison Hotel Gallery, would be a great fit into the Sunset Marquee. And yeah. so at that time, you know, we, we thought this is perfect opportunity for us to kind of rebrand ourselves and bring ourselves back out to Los Angeles and, you know, let the people on the West Coast have that opportunity to view the work just like the people here in New York City. Well, and, listen, I want to I put in a plug for Timothy Way. Uh, Judith and I designed the Indian Larry book that timothy photographed you saw that right um, absolutely yes it's <clears throat> wonderful so we co-designed co- that book and got him to deal with the publisher but that's a gorgeous book i mean timothy and he was involved with the julian lennon uh, curating right was absolutely he, timothy timothy is somebody who you know he's such an artist in, in his own right where he yeah. he has such a great eye with things where timothy you know with the julian lennon work uh for about a year he worked with julian kind of getting Julian to organize his archive of work and getting him to scan and do drum scans of the negatives and doing the printing of the work. And yeah, so he's got an amazing, he has an amazing studio that Judith and I were, uh, when we were involved with the book, we saw. He's absolutely. an incredibly, very perfectionist. Absolutely. Really big, right? Very big. Absolutely. And you've got to be that way to be great. That's my old theory. I mean, we are... We try to be that with our work, and you know Timothy is very meticulous about his work, and I Absolutely. love that. Absolutely. And um, oh, maybe we should get into the Terry O'Neill. That's another exhibit coming. Yeah, up, we right? have. Terry O'Neill. Uh, I was just lucky enough to have uh, lunch with Terry uh, yesterday, and the plan is to do an ex- exhibition with Terry's work here at the gallery in May, and we will have that exhibition up for about four weeks or so. It's going to be starting probably the first or second week of May. Mm. And we'll be showing uh, some of, obviously, those iconic photographs of Terry's, of Brigitte Bardot and Faye Dunaway. But then we're going to be trying to bring in a lot of new stuff that has never been shown before because Terry is somebody who, you know, he was photographing since 1962. And for years and years he was stockpiling all these negatives and, and putting them with, you know, in his in his studio, but kind of misplacing them and, Finally, he's getting around to opening up uh, filing cabinets and envelopes, and he's finding all these new negatives, and there's some incredible stuff. And, and, and actually, right now, here on the gallery walls, we have some incredible stuff of Terry's that he just found the negatives of the Beatles getting onto the airplane mm. at, he- at Heathrow in February 1964 on their wow. way to New York City. Wow. That's and, awesome. And it's, it's an incredible <laughs> photo, and then you have stuff of Ringo Starr on the drum kit and and Terry you know he his entire life was always he was a huge music lover he uh, he was a jazz drummer and so Terry really appreciates drummers and so he's got this great shot of Ringo Starr where it's kind of this smoky background and he's just it's a profile photograph of him on the drum kit wow that's unbelievable that's that's really cool have you met Nancy Lee Andrews at all I have not. Um, I'm familiar with her work, and uh, I've seen. You know, I, I saw her book uh, a few years ago. She has a out. new book, yeah, coming yeah. out on Ringo called Photograph. And, oh, uh, okay. It's um, she co-wrote, believe it or not, the song Las Brisas with Ringo. Oh, I and, did not know that. Um, yeah, 
and um, those were some crazy times. And I know um, I can get in touch with Nancy and have her get in touch with you if you'd like that, because she has some amazing new stuff that's <laughs> really cutting edge that no one's seen. Oh, that's great. Very cool. It's really cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, so, so, so that's well, going to be the exhibition in May, and, uh, and and obviously here in New York we'll be doing the Hunter Thompson book release with with Al Satterwhite along oh, with cool. our, our gallery oh, in Los Angeles. Great. We'll be doing a Hunter Thompson book release as well. Wow, that's uh, hot. He Al was on my the, show, yeah, quite a few oh, times. Yeah, he's Al been is somebody on, yeah. who, you know, he, uh, he's been working on this book of Hunter Thompson photos for quite a few years now, and... Mm. Along with he did he did a book on uh, race cars as well. Race I mean, cars, a, yeah, oh, yeah, race cars, and, and Muhammad and Ali. Did you see that one? Absolutely, that the Muhammad yet? Ali and uh, and uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Unbelievable! You know, wow. That that book Un- came out in uh, 2009, yep. and an incredible mm-hmm. book. Um, I th- what was it? That one. The title of that book was called Titans, mm-hmm. and it was right at mm. the pin- the pinnacle of Muhammad Ali. And Arnold Schwarzenegger. Schwarzenegger had just oh. won the Mr. Universe. Uh, um, Muhammad Ali. I think this was 1970, 1971, where you know for a good 10 years he'd been you know cash, you know he was Cassius Clay, and then he brought, you know brought himself to be Muhammad Ali. And Al caught him, you know, down in Miami, photographed him for a few days for a, an assignment, and really got to know Muhammad Ali quite well. Yeah, wow, well, that's, that's an amazing book. Amazing and the, and the, book. And the same goes with the Hunter Thompson book that Al worked on. Oh, and it, that's I've got up. stories on that one. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I got I'm stories. Sure. To, no, I, I've, I've taught, I interviewed Al on that, and also his wife um, and I did a few projects together. And I remember when he was final finishing it, and how she said he would lock himself in his office and just blast this music and just be working away on the on the book. <laughs> and she was telling me how it all started, and I remember Al was telling me how it all started. Was they, he just decided to go and take a few pictures, and then all of a sudden he went along on the trip to Mexico, and mm-hmm. and the, that's what this Cozumel diary. Um, it's just. Unbelievable what he told me that went on with that whole scene and um and how he's how he just like tried to paint such a great picture with these photos. These are never be seen never seen before photos of Hunter Thompson that are just unbelievable. Wow, yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. Hey, listen, for everybody out there also, uh which is very interesting, in order if you people want to know what's going on, you could uh, log in right there into Marson yeah, just com become the, to get on the invite. Uh, Hello? Who'd yep. we lose? Who'd we lose? Somebody oh, no, there? I don't know. I think someone's trying to call. Don't worry about it. Let's let it go. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, so, so yeah, when, I put when... the website in on the chat room so everyone oh, good. can go there and they can see the most latest exhibit when you go there. It'll open up and then there's the iconic picture of the doors in the middle of the Morrison Hotel Gallery window. And um, that, I remember, Aaron, I think you told me a little bit about how that happened when we did our interview, oh gosh, a couple years ago or a year ago, about that uh, famous uh, doors picture. Absolutely, a famous, iconic photograph by Henry Diltz, in Mm -hmm. which uh, Henry, the Raymond, Raymond Zarek was the one who actually... He found the the Morrison Hotel. He was driving around with his wife, and uh, later that later that day, 
um, they went there with the band, and he wanted to photograph the band inside, and the gentleman at the front desk uh, actually said, oh, no photographs in here today. And so <laughs> Henry, Henry said, okay, guys, you know, let's, let's go. And as they started to walk out, they noticed that the gentleman at the front desk uh, left the desk, and Henry, Henry oh, ran funny. out. He ran oh, out of the sidewalk. And he said, quick, get in the front window. And the guys got in the front window. One roll of film was all it took, and that was it. And Henry took the photograph, and lo and behold, you know, that became the Doors Morrison Hotel album cover. That's a classic story. That is a classic story, right? I'll post it it on Twitter right now. And what I wanted to say again, um, if you missed the beginning of the show, the show will be available on iTunes afterwards and on demand on the Red Velvet Media Network afterwards. And today we're talking with Aaron Zink um, and Spencer Duray, the Indie Cafe, the Morrison Hotel Gallery, and about the 50th anniversary of the Beatles exhibit that is uh, currently being shown there. Um, you know, um, can, and people can sign up, Aaron, on the website, too, for um, any kind of gallery openings for L.A. and also for New York as well, Absolutely. correct? You can, you can, on the front page of our website, you can sign up mm-hmm. and subscribe, and you'll be on our mailing list for all the exhibitions that we're having here at the gallery. And you'll receive, you know, usually a couple of times a month we'll send out an, uh, an e-blast uh, announcing exhibitions that are coming or a new photograph that has come in. And, you know, we try not to inundate people with lots of uh, emails because, you know, we all, we all receive lots of emails nowadays. But, yeah. you know, what the unique thing is is all of ours have great information and, you know, usually you're announcing an exhibit or something really <laughs> enjoyable and fun to, to either attend at the gallery or a new photograph. Do you guys so ever have? Do you guys ever have like a surprise undercover, like and not undercover, but underground, I should say, surprise underground exhibits that just happen all of a sudden out of nowhere, just things Ab- unannounced. Absolutely, there's there's definitely numerous times where over the years we will have an exhibit or something will come in, and you know typically we like to plan a year in advance for uh, a photographer's exhibition, mm-hmm. but there there are some times in which something you know comes out where a photographer will contact us or something will happen. Uh, for instance, just uh, back in um, back at the end of December, we we had an exhibition for the band Fish. And Fish is they were they were celebrating 30 years as a band, and mm-hmm. we worked with the band and their management, uh, and it it all got put together really quickly, and we had 30 photographs celebrating 30 years of the band, and uh, we had photographs from seven different photographers, um, you know, covering the band on the road, on stage, you know, everything about the band. And this was something that, you know, we wanted to do for years, but it just never happened. And all of a sudden it kind of felt it was just the right timing. Mm. And we had that exhibition, you know, here in the gallery. And we, during the first two weeks of having the exhibition up, we had well over a thousand people attend the exhibition. And, you know, it was perfect timing because the band played four sold-out nights at Madison Square Garden. Jeez. And they they also announced it on their website and on their Twitter feed, and so it was something that, you know, we we were we didn't know it was happening at first, and then it just we just started going with it, and it just happened, and it worked out amazing. And the band actually they picked the final thirty uh, photographs for the exhibit, so we, 
we started with 100 images and we brought it down to 50 images and the band chose the last 30 photographs wow oh that's amazing that's, that's great. great and it and that's and that's the really enjoyable aspect of the gallery is the fact that we have uh, such close relationships with the musicians as well as the photographers they they have those relationships with the musicians as well so it makes it one step closer so the person yeah. the viewer coming in and looking at the photography on the walls of the gallery you know they're they're one or two steps away from being essentially a member of that band and that's and that's what you know the people feel when they come in it's not only nostalgic for 1969 but it's it's you know essentially being that fifth member of the band i i think you're in you're in for my take you're more of an unusual gallery because you do have that co uh, i don't know what the wording is coexistence with musicians and photographers mm -hmm. you're like which is different from other galleries which are more on the outside you know they don't have the personal relationship they're dealing more with the photographs where you people right. are interspersed with the with the actual genre the music genre along Absolutely. with the photos. I mean, that's why i'm so involved with you myself because i because of that you know yeah i mean what what's really beneficial to us is we have you know one of the founding partners being henry Dultz, and henry is still extremely close with a lot of these musicians as well and henry because of who he is uh, Henry was actually able to, you know, he's able to just call up his friends, and his, you know, his friends are these people that we we idolize over the years. Jackson and, and the other thing about Henry is, as you well know, and people out there should know, he's a musician, right? He has yes, a... I mean Henry. Henry, I mean that's the reason why Henry started taking photographs. Is Henry uh, originally started as a member of the Modern Folk Quartet, which right, was a four right. part four part harmony band. In in um, you know here in the United States and and he actually one of his album covers was actually photographed by David Garr and Barry Feinstein. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, and Henry was on Henry was on the, uh, the Capitol Records label. And wow. So Henry, being a musician, Henry actually became friends with all the other musicians in Laurel Canyon, and he you know he he was just good friends with. Stephen Stills and David Crosby when Cros was in uh, The Birds. Mm -hmm. And so then, you know, on one, on one of his trips to Japan, Henry picked up a $20 camera and started taking photographs. And then it just kind of started from there and just escalated and built and built. And finally, he was just taking pictures of his friends. And his mm -hmm. friends at that time just happened to be all these famous musicians. It's a great oh, that's story. great story. Great story. What was Graham Nash's exhibit like? I've heard so much, so much from uh, so many people, friends of mine that were there. So incredible. it was emotionally moving. Yeah. yeah, that was incredible. I was there too. Graham's a good friend. Great Graham, guy. Graham yeah. is an incredible photographer. He started taking mm -hmm. photographs before he was a musician. At the age of fifteen, mm -hmm. his his father was a photographer as well, an amateur an amateur photographer. Mm -hmm. And so we did the first exhibition with Graham's work in two thousand and seven, and. Uh, that's when we first were able to have Graham here, along Stephen Stills came in with Neil Young, um, mm. and then just recently... All in the same room at the same time? You've got to be kidding. Absolutely. <laughs> amazing experience. Yeah, that, I was at that, I think I was at that opening, because I met yes. Graham at, I think, his first opening there. That yeah. was incredible. That Absolutely. was incredible. That and was incredible. then just this past April, we had another exhibition of Graham's photography, and uh, that exhibition... Uh, was here in New York, and then we also had it at our West Hollywood location. 
And uh, then in September, we had Graham here at the gallery again, and he did a book signing for his new book that came out. Wow, he was like, you know, how I knew him was years ago when I had my studio downtown, he would send me prints, Aaron, a color photographic prints on special paper. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I said, he said, this is unreal. I would go, this is unbelievable, you know. And he would send me these things like early in my life, you know, in my studio. Right. And that's when I began to know he was a very quality type guy, right? Very well, quality Graham, type guy. Graham is one of the people who, Graham actually was a pioneer in digital printing. And he actually, he yep. in, Man, in Manhattan Beach, California, he started Nash Editions. Yeah. And he, yeah. he, uh, he, at that time, in about 1990, 91, he was one of the first people to have an iris printer. Oh, and, that's and I, it. So iris printer and lamp. That was printer. it. That was it. I remember that. Yeah. And, and you know, he's somebody <laughs> who's been on the forefront of digital printing since 1991. Right. Yeah. So he's a, he's a whole trip. I mean, these people, they, when you go into their lives, some of them, they're very, they have these, un, they're almost like, they, they really are artists, right? Mm, sort. Absolutely. And the printing is so important to me. I mean, people who, the, print, the printing of the pictures, right? Absolutely. The, the, print, the print quality with all the photographers, you know, it's, we, we hold them all to high standards, and the photographer themselves has very high standards. And so with the, the range of printing that we have is everything from, uh, platinum palladium prints and color dye transfers to mm. you know did archival pigment prints and silver gelatins and you know na- nowadays the, the the move with uh, digital printing it's it's absolutely fascinating and incredible you know the the textures and the richness that you can get with these prints nowadays you know what I was thinking about which hit my mind was a Danny Clinch Stefanko show where Danny printed on a metal, was it like a metal surface yeah, or something? Yeah, there's actually, uh, there's a substrate that photographers can print on nowadays, and it's a brushed aluminum, mm. and it, it's a process that the photographer will take a large drum scan of a negative, and they will print onto a uh, sheet of aluminum, and it depend, you know, certain photographs work really well with this particular process, mm. and the one of Danny's, of uh, Bruce Springsteen, uh, with the aviators on, and he's you know there's he's standing in front of one of those uh, airstream campers. Uh, mm. It just looks incredible. And then for <laughs> then for Frank Stefanko, Frank has that great photograph of Bruce sitting on the hood of the uh, the Corvette. That the Corvette, 19, that right? 1960 Corvette, which is in the book. Wait, uh, that's a yeah. great shot. That shot is unbelievable. And and those yeah, two you know what we talked about. We talked. Um, I talked to Frank about that shot in in, mm. in length. He said yeah. that that wasn't Bruce's car, that what happened was it was they were in the street that day, and there was so much snow, and that <laughs> Bruce was taken so much by that car. He loved that car, and <laughs> he sat on the car, and that was the end of it. I mean, um, you know, I'm sure <laughs> I'm sure that he could buy like a hundred of them by now, but... But at that time, when they took that picture, um, that was like, Bruce, yeah. was, Bruce was like, like he said it was like a little kid, like you know, like, <laughs> oh my God, look at that car. <laughs> and Frank said he took the picture, and it was like oh, he just loved it. Iconic. So that was, that was very cool. 
Well, I think um, Bruce, after that, Bruce went out and bought that, uh, bought a car very wow. extremely similar to it because uh-huh. if, you, if you remember, there was yeah. in 2011 or 2012, there was a great exhibition at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame of Bruce mm-hmm. Springsteen, and they had a 1960 Corvette um, of Bruce's, and then they moved that wow. ex- they moved that exhibition to the National Constitution Center in Philadelphia, and they brought in the car. And mm-hmm. uh, that's outrageous, in, yeah. incredible. And actually, one one day we had um, we were in the gallery, and Bruce came in while somebody was actually in looking at that photograph. And by the way, that shot is in the Hopes and Dreams book that we designed. Yes, uh, right. Mm-hmm. That shot is, and it's like Holly. It's like that shot. You look at it, and it's so iconic. There's something about it. Mm-hmm. You want to look at this picture. You don't know why. You know what I mean? It looks like anybody standing against a car, but it's Bruce standing against his car, right, Holly? And, and yep. Aaron, and it's like it just stands out. It's something about it that you want to yeah, look at this it's, picture. Yeah, it's really, it's, it, he he gravitated toward that. And Frank was just telling me so many different stories about the photographs and what mm-hmm. were some of his favorite things to photograph. But I'm sure you working in a gallery with these photos you hear the stories behind the photos. What are what are some of the stories behind some of the m- most iconic photos that maybe we don't know about that you want oh, to Well, wait a minute. You know, Aaron, you know what I wanted to bring up? Holly, it's to your point. The shot yeah. of Neil, Neil Young, you know, walking. Who did that shot? Remember that shot in front of, uh, was that the Gold Rush album? Uh, yes, the, the after the Gold Rush album covered by Joel Bernstein. Right, okay. Uh, What's that, the story photo- that photograph... Um, Joel at that time was just a young kid from Philadelphia, and he had become friends with Joni Mitchell and Graham Nash and, and Neil, and he had moved from, from Pennsylvania out to Laurel Canyon. And Joel, um, you know, at that time, was, he was photographing uh, Crossy Sills and Nash and Joni Mitchell and Neil Young, and Joel had kind of timed that photograph up, and he was here in New York City in Greenwich Village, with Graham and Neil, and they were walking on the sidewalk, and um, he just, you know, happened to click the the shutter at the right moment at the right time, and that photograph actually turned into the uh, after the Gold Rush album cover. and And actually, the the interesting thing about that particular photo was uh, Joel had made the the print of that piece, and he actually made it a, a solarized print. So he, he made a silver gelatin print and solarized it, and, wow. he, and he, had cropped, it. he had cropped it, and he had shipped it to, he, he mailed it up to Neil Young, mm. and Neil said, oh, this is it, this is the, this is the album cover, this is the one. Wow, yeah. And, and so at that time, Joel then took the negative, and he mailed it over to Gary Burden, the famous art director. Mm-hmm. Right. And Gary uh, used the negative, they created the album cover, and for almost 30 mm. years, they actually they had misplaced the negative, mm. and so one day um, they uh, Gary Burden was moving out of his house in, in Laurel Canyon, and he calls up Joel and he said, "You'll never believe it. I found a glassine sleeve with a negative in it, and it has the After the Gold Rush negative in it." Wow! And, oh, oh wow! The first, the first he mailed it over. <laughs> he mailed it to Joel, and the first thing that he did, uh, Joel went into the dark room. He printed a print for himself. And then he printed one for Graham Nash. Unbelievable. And the and the original photograph of the after the gold rush, the solarized photograph, is still hanging at Neil's house uh, his, at the Broken Arrow Ranch. 
Oh, that's a great story. You know, <coughs> so those those are those are those in, interesting stories that that come out Behind that you hear photos. not only from the photographers but only from the musicians as well. Mm-hmm. Lynn, Lynn, Gold, Lynn Goldsmith, <coughs> excuse me, has a shot which is ringing in my head. It's a shot of Mick Jagger, I believe, on the stage all alone after I think they performed with a whole bunch of people in front. And it's like you just see the back. I think you see just the back of Mick Jagger. And I saw it, I saw it at your gallery. It was hanging on the wall. And it, it's like stayed with me ever since, that shot. And I keep telling people about it. And it's just about him on the stage with all the people in front of the, you know, the stage. And it's just shot from the back. But it's an incredible shot. I've never seen a shot like that, you know, yeah, I mean, stage and that, shots. And that's the amazing thing with, with somebody, you know, with, with these photographers is the fact that they, there's so many amazing photographs that they're able to dig through and find a negative that maybe has been misplaced or they haven't shown in 35 mm. years. Yeah. You know, very much with, you know, the, the exhibit of the Beatles that we have going right now, uh, these are photographs, a lot of them, that have never been shown that with Julian Lennon curating the exhibit, mm-hmm. uh, looking through the work of Robert Whitaker and Kurt Gunther and Charles mm. Trainer wow. and Terry O'Neill, you know that they're able to dig up all these amazing photos that people really have had no exposure to. That's great. That's what makes it cutting edge, you know, because you see, so I'm because you know I have a Beatles background. I designed for uh, Paul McCartney and I. I designed trade ads for John Lennon, but you know it's like people have always see certain shots, right? But there's always these shots, like you're saying, that people have never seen, and that's those are the things that that should be shown to people, right? And they're just iconic, right? A lot of those shots. Um, absolutely, and in the photo, in the photographs, I mean, there there is a reason why certain photographs are iconic photographs. For instance, you know. the the photograph of. Uh, Jim Morrison by Joel Brodsky. You know, it's a very mm. I- iconic photograph. Mm. Uh, and there's a reason why the American poet photograph is known throughout the world. It's, it's because it is a very iconic photograph taken on West 57th Street in 1967. Mm. And, you know, it's known throughout the world, you know, and, and Oliver Stone and his film um, about the doors, mm-hmm. you know, he, they, they recreated that particular mm-hmm. photo shoot. Wow. That's amazing. You know, and there's a reason why, for instance, that photograph, we have it up on the wall, and people people say, oh, well, you know, I'm so familiar with that photo. Well, yes, you are, but it is one of the most iconic photographs. I, I always say to people, if you were to close your eyes, and without seeing this photograph, and if I hmm. say the name Jim Morrison, what's the what's the image that comes up in your mind? And right. Nine, nine right. out of ten times, that photograph. That is photograph the is the image. You're exactly right. There's a, you know, you know, I'm bringing back Henry Diltz because the shot that I really love of his, I love so many of his pictures, but it's a color shot of Cole, Kirk Cobain in color. Absolutely. That action shot. That yeah. is a home run. That is un- out of the box. It's not, you know, it's right. It's, it's something else. It's a, it's incredible iconic image. Well, well, that photo was actually taken uh, in 1993 at the Los Angeles Forum, and mm. Henry. Uh, Henry was there at the concert with his daughter, and uh, because of the, the light conditions of being that they were, they were they were quite dark. Uh, mm-hmm. Henry took a whole roll of film, but only maybe two or three images from that whole film, from that roll of film, wow. actually, actually really came out and were really strong. Um, I mean, and, and that's the thing that people don't realize that a photographer could be, 
you know, in a setting and taking photographs of a musician. And they may be there taking two rolls of film, but only maybe three or five images might be really strong images that uh, you will ever, you as the viewer will ever see. Yeah, usually, you know, with with me, with a look at Henry's shots, they're very portraiture. They're gorgeous, though. You know, everything he shoots. And this shot is so different. It's like the live shot. You know, it's like a color live shot. And it's slightly out of focus in a way, but it really isn't. Mm -hmm. And it's got something about it that's very painterly, which is so amazing. Absolutely. Just the the movement of the red light and then the angel in the background. Yeah. Uh, Just the, the being on stage and those lights, and it was during the In Utero tour, Mm-hmm. Um, it really is an iconic photograph. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I want to ask a couple things. I want to oh, ask sure. Um, oh, sure. something here. I know that um, I let we we do an indie cafe show once a month, and Spencer brings on these really cool guests, and um, this is his Thank show you. for, for today. You. But um, I just had a couple questions, um, Aaron. For you, working in that gallery, um, did you know? That this is what you wanted to do. What did you do before? What brought you to That's the good. Morrison? How did you How did you come to be there and um, be in the position you're in? You know, it's. I started. Um, I interned at a gallery out in San Francisco years and years ago. Uh, before mm-hmm. I started here, uh, when I f- first got out of college, and um, I dealt with a couple a couple of the photographers, uh, and, like Garrett Bankowitz and Jim Marshall. And um, then when I left San Francisco and moved to New York here, um, I knew I wanted, you know, I wanted to be in the photography industry. And a friend of mine who knew Peter Blatchley, the owner, uh, mm-hmm. actually said to me, oh, you know, there's this great gallery um, that, you know, they're, they're, they're downtown and you should go check them out. And I came in and met with Peter and we had a great conversation. And wow. in that, um, you know, at that time, you know, I, I didn't even really think about, you know, I didn't really know too much about music photography because it was still kind of in its infancy. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a whole different called, genre, isn't it? Absolutely. Music, it was, music photography is totally different than a lot of the other photography. It's just got such an emotion in it that you just can't capture. But so that was new for you. You did Absolutely. you. You know, and uh-huh. I only I knew a few of the t- photographers before that, um, and I was exposed to only a few of them. Of course, I knew the images, uh, mm-hmm. being a huge photography fan and music fan. Uh, but you know, I just spoke with Peter, and we just kind of clicked, and you know, just just kind of fell into place. And what now, was one of the first exhibits that you remember that really struck you, that really stayed with you, that you worked the, with? The first exhibit was probably, let's see, it was the Bob Gruen exhibit. We did a really big mm-hmm. exhibition for Bob Gruen, mm-hmm. and then the next one after that was for Frank Stefanko, and that mm-hmm. was his mixture of uh, Bruce Springsteen and Patti Smith. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, wow. You know, and, and those two exhibits will always stick with me because those That's were right. the you remember first, your first two. And then, right. Right. And, then um, and probably... You know, some of the most memorable times were, you know, meeting the photographer, you know, the photographers for the first time coming in. And, of course, they look at you as, you know, they, they first they look at you like, who is this person? Uh, but, then after, uh-huh. but, then after, but then after the while, you know, you start chatting with them, you start hearing the stories, and they warm, you know, both of you are warming up to one another. And now, you know, here there's these photographers, you know, I love the fact that I can call them up and we can, you know, we can go out to dinner and we can have a great conversation and we can hang yeah. out yeah. for a whole week, you know, and here it is. 
just a year ago, I was with Danny Clinch in Stockholm, Sweden, uh, wow. for the for the exhibition that we we put together for uh, Bruce Springsteen of Danny's work and Frank Stefanko. Mm. Oh wow. wow, that's awesome! And, and just that's, a really, what an experience that must have been. Yeah, it's you know just a re- just the relationships with the photographers and yeah. you yeah. know and getting to become not just you know having this business relationship with the photographers, but we you know we're all kind of this small family that we have, and you know because we are such a tight knit group of people, um, all the photographers and the staff, uh, we all we all know each other and we're all friends with mm-hmm. one another. Well, what makes and it great for me? And that's with photographers me, too. Photographers absolutely. are really. I mean, Close yeah. to each other, like Mick and Bob, when they met for the first time and spent time together, and absolutely stuff like that. It's you see that camaraderie with absolutely. each you know, of them. I, you know, I, I think the community is what is what the the gallery has and has really brought out to people and the photographers. Mm-hmm. You know, some of them for years they, you know, they were competing against each other maybe for jobs or album cover right. shoots back right. in the 60s and 70s. But because of the gallery being what it is, we've made this sense of community and these photographers. They don't feel that competition, That's but they, exactly have, right. they have this bond and this friendship that they can all exhibit their work and show this, these amazing photographs that they took 30 years ago. I mean, I'm, I'm very privileged myself because, you know, Judith and I have designed with some of the great rock photographers, and you handle some of those people that we work with. So it's kind of like for us, it's like the club. Absolutely. It's like the club. You know? Absolutely. I mean, <laughs> you know. It, it is something special because we get to hear all those stories of um, for for things you know that happened backstage or the reason a photo shoot happened or just things about musicians that not everybody gets to know. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, the stories behind it. Like I know there were some funny moments, and um, I I can't really personally share them, but I know that I was told some funny things that you just would only hear if you were there. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's like. It's like if you were there, you knew about it. But it, if you weren't there, there weren't things that weren't going to. You weren't. Well, I, I want to know. Yeah. Yeah, I want to put in. I want to put in a plug here. I want everybody yeah. out there to buy a 545 book and the Henry Diltz book at the Morrison Hotel. Right <laughs> Absolutely, now. that would. That we have. <laughs> we just received a case of them today. All right. Um, and we actually just just to let everybody know we are we're we're actually going to be doing a project um, that we just finalized this week. We're going to be doing an exhibition of um, some of Henry's work and other photographers' work um, oh, down in in Nashville this summer. Oh, at, great! At, at the real at the famous Bluebird Cafe down there. That's it. Wow. Oh, and that's now you're nice. talking. Yeah, we had uh, we had City Winery on, right, Holly? And they told us they're going down to Nashville with their thing. Yeah, there's a lot of really good things happening. What's really great about a lot of the places that I think are bringing art and really bringing culture to us as as people here on on Earth, you know, is that a lot of places are opening. Like you opened up in L.A., and I'm sure there's going to be another gallery not too far away. I'd like to see you guys go to Europe somewhere because there's a lot of European That's stuff exactly, going on. That's exactly. You know, it's funny. Yeah. I, was, I was going to bring that up, Holly. You brought up a very yeah. good point. Yeah. I, I, by the way, that very good point, Holly. Uh, Aaron, is there any thought of in Europe to expand it over there, like England or something? You know, we, we would love to. Uh, I think, you know, there's been talk of it, and we would love to expand over there, but I think at this at this moment, we're, we're concentrating purely on uh, domestic uh, ex- expansion. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, you know, definitely don't don't rule it out in the future. And there's definitely Holly, can you, can't you see England with this uh, gallery? Oh, I, can I see, see England, England right and away. I also see 
maybe like somewhere Paris. Um, Prague. Paris mm-hmm. would be cool, but Paris it would be a little. I think Paris would be a little harder. But Prague I think is great because Prague that's really be cutting edge. That's um, that's a Stockholm. Yeah. yeah. Stockholm. Um, Stockholm is a place that we would love to go to. Great. Um, we've wow. had you know we had Italy, great. Italy, some in Italy too. A couple places mm-hmm. in Italy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 huge. Would even though we've got problems over in the Orient, you know, with certain things, Japan. Oh my God, they love American culture. You it's have true. no idea what Very it's like true. for them to get a pair of Levi jeans from there. <laughs> it's, uh, Absolutely. it's crazy. That's right. That's it's right. crazy. Yeah. I, I yeah. mean, but as I was saying, like you know, with with the galleries opening up, um, you know, you you expanded in L.A. Like the Hard Rock Cafe, they've got you know the 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 music everywhere, the different venues everywhere. Um, same with the House of Blues. So it's being brought to everybody. So a lot of times, people that just can't get to New York or can't get can't get to certain places, we're they're bringing it to the people. Yeah, and there are a lot of virtual tours now online too. The Lou has a virtual tour online, and, which and is kind of lo- cool. We're, we're looking to do you know over the next couple of years, we're going to be doing some some traveling exhibits that we're going to be taking them around mm-hmm. the country, and, and they very well could go up to Canada or down to Mexico City and down to oh, Buenos Aires. Uh, you know, and so we are looking to do, you know, there's, there's definitely some things that we would we would like to do in South America and in Canada and various other places. Canada would be great. Yeah. That wow, would be really, a, really cool. A, yeah, Canada would be really amazing. Well, so, I want to you know. thank you for being here today, Spencer, well, and... Uh, um, oh, this I know that we've extended the show a couple times. I know Aaron's time is so precious too. Um, I know you guys have more to talk about, Aaron. Do you have time, or, or um, um, yeah, what, I have did, a few minutes. what else did you want to cover, Spence? I don't know. I think you brought it uh, to a great uh, ending here. But uh, unless there's something else, Aaron, you'd like to add? Or, well, it, I just wanted to let you guys know that we do have, um, coming up in the fall, we have mm-hmm. a couple of exhibitions that we do have planned ah. already. Um, Tell in, us about it. In September, we're doing an exhibition for the New York-based photographer Josh Chuse. Mm-hmm. And Josh has been an art director and photo director up at Columbia Records for years, but he first started photographing... Uh, the Clash and back in 1978, oh, wow. Wow. Uh Josh is also good friends with Bob Gruen, but you know we're, this is going to be a first-time exhibition of his work, and so oh, we're going to be doing that in September. And then in November we will be doing an exhibition uh, of mul- multiple photographers, and it's going to be a jazz and blues exhibition. Wow! So That's for great. the for that exhibit, we're going to be having the work of Herman Leonard, Joe Rosen. Oh, um, oh wow! You know, Those are classics. Be, yeah, and, mm-hmm. uh, and Francis Wolfe archive some of Art Shea's photographs. So, mm-hmm. numerous, so about five or six photographers that we will be ex- exhibiting at that time. Oh, that's oh, great. That's great. Well, I want to give. I want to make sure everybody knows if anybody wants to get in touch with the Soho Gallery. The number is two one two nine six five eight five three nine, and they're open. 11 to 6, Monday through Thursday, 11 to 7, Friday through Saturday, and 12 to 6 on Sunday. And um, on the Hollywood, in Hollywood, if you're in L.A., um, they're open 10 to 7, Monday through Saturday, and 11 to 6 on Sunday. And if you want to reach anyone in L.A., it's 310-881-6025. 
And uh, the Morrison Hotel Gallery, it's located on the second floor of a historic building in the heart of Soho. And you can reserve it for, um, you know, exclusive openings, exhibits, private parties. Um, I know that you're doing that now, right? You're doing more of that? Um, well, not actually. Being that we're we're in the space here, in um, it's on the second floor. We we don't really uh, rent the space out. We uh, we have in the past for some things, but we're not really mm-hmm. doing that anymore. Just because uh, we've brought in and we've we've moved from you know we've we've always had this space upstairs, but we we unfortunately lost our downstairs street space, and so everything is upstairs now, which which is actually a better environment because people can actually sit down on ottomans and on so- on chairs, and they can actually sit sure. and relax and enjoy the photography. Uh, whereas Would the that be the 124X that, um, address actually, or the 116? This is 116 Prince Street. Oh, cool. Okay. And, and if anyone and wants to reach you, Aaron, how would they do that? The best way to reach me would be uh, calling the phone number here, which is 212-941-8770, or um, they can email uh, the gallery here, and it's uh, for just my first name, A-A-R-O-N, Aaron, at MorrisonHotelGallery.com. Awesome. Well, with that, I think that um, I want to thank you so much for being a, a guest on the show, and I want to say also that if anyone missed the beginning of the show, the show will be available on iTunes afterwards. And uh, um, with that, uh, Spencer, did you have anything more to add that you wanted to talk about? No, I think we had a really great show. I'm so glad you were on again, Aaron. You know, you, you, you've been on, you know, Charlie and our show, so we're ha- happy to have you on again in the future to keep updated with the gallery, of course, and spread the word. Great. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, pleasure. Yeah. Know that. So, um, Aaron, thank you so much, and we're going to go to a little break here, and uh, then Spence and I are going to come back, and we're going to do a little bit of uh, pulp culture news, and um, and then I have some a few announcements that I need to make as well. Um, Aaron, thank you so much for being here. Um, it's always a pleasure having you on, and you'll really enjoy your time with um, when when uh, you have the Hunter Thompson with Al. I mean, that's going to be. That's going to be really cool. Mm-hmm. Valerie, his wife, is really awesome, so you're going to have a really good time with that I, whole thing. I'm, I'm looking forward yeah. to it. Okay, with that, um, I want to say thank you. Do you want me to mute you, or did you need to go? Thank you. I'm, I'm going to leave, so thank you so much, guys. Aaron, I'll you're see you in the so city. Welcome. See you in the city, bro. <laughs> thank you, guys. Bye-bye. Big hey, love. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. Well, that was really nice. That was that a great was show, great Holly. great having him Oh, on. man. Yeah. He's I such love a wonderful- Aaron. Isn't he has you, you a can't, good heart. He has a good has heart. You can't. You're exactly right. You hit it right on the head. You can't help but fall in love with this guy. He's such a great guy, and he's so. Uh, what can I say? Right? What can we say? <laughs> Big time. I want to say yep. real quick before we go into pop culture news. Um, um, not to deviate away from the indie cafe, but next month on the indie cafe, we're going to be having the cutting room on. We're going to be talking to the cutting room, which, if for all of you that aren't familiar with the cutting room, um, it's the place to be in um, New York City for fun and uh, times. And I want to say for Red Velvet Media, 
Um, I am going to be having Dr. Bond, and I know that sounds really crazy, but her name is Alma Bond, and it's going to be, um, I'm going to be having her on next Wednesday, and we're going to be doing an interview on Marilyn Monroe on the couch. Um, she's done quite a few books on uh, Jackie O on the couch, uh, um, President Obama's wife on the couch. She's um, a licensed doctor, um, psychiatrist, and um, that's going to be really cool cool interview. And then Friday, um, I'm going to be having another really amazing book. And there's just so many amazing interviews that are going to be coming up. And I want to say, just keep tuned to what is going to be coming up. And I'll be posting everything. I haven't put everything up yet, because they're a surprise and um, things that I like to keep and put up and promote and there's just going to be some beautiful interviews that are going to be coming up and I'm really looking forward to the cutting room coming up next month with you that's going to be really fun me too me too it'll be a lot of fun so let's go to the pop culture news Um, hold on one second here yeah (laughs) (laughs) here we go (laughs) (laughs) who wants yesterday's paper who wants yesterday's who wants your citizenship? Nobody in the world. You know, dancing around, right? At this time, I find new love. After the pain and the hurt, after all this, what have I achieved? I realize finally. Because who wants your citizenship? Who wants your citizenship? British accent. So I love it. No. I love it. Yeah, That's but, the um, Holly I know. That's the Holly yeah. I love. Yeah. So for everyone to understand, um, this is the Indie Cafe. We do this once a month, and um, the rest of the shows that we do are the Red Velvet Media Blog Talk Radio, where we do same kind of shows, but this is kind of a special show that I do with Spencer once a month, and Spencer comes in and sits it. in on a lot of my interviews because there's a lot of common people that we have friends um, with, and so we do this little special edition um, of pop culture news. 
And with okay. that, go so for it. What's happening in I'll New go York for City it. Well, one West thing. Coast. Uh, right, we've got to do <laughs> a, a bi-coastal thing here. A paradise. Yeah. I want to bring. I, w- I want to bring out a new thing that uh, a film called Paradise Now about Howard Finster, who did art for Talking Heads and REM and. They have a major museum down south. Lee Stewart did a movie, which I am in with Chris Franz and Mike Mills of REM and some other celebs from Indigo Girls and so forth. It's going to come out in a couple of months. I'll keep you announced on it, Holly. And she's going to be a guest on Indie Cafe in the future when the film's finally Mm -hmm. finished. But she's one of her other films, though, got accepted at the Cannes Film Festival. How do you like that one? Oh, that's awesome. She just told me that today. But uh, events coming up. Now, here's a cool one you would love. March 2nd, the 4th, at the Jacob Javits, the restaurant show. Can you imagine what this is all about? This is like top chefs all over the city, uh, food tastings, pastry tastings. This is a Holly Steffi show, I'm telling you. That's going on March 2nd. Pastries. Pastries and food. Are you serious? Yep, and they they do this once a year, and just happens. Yeah, right. March second, they're gonna have a pastry like runoff with chefs, top chefs. Can imagine? Can imagine this? So Um, we're going. Well, I'm right there. That's right. (laughs) That's where you are. Uh, March third. Sylvain, the famous Sil Sylvain, I did actually album cover of the New York Dolls, is playing with Glenn Matlock at. The place I will be interviewing next month, The Cutting Room, which should be a really hot show, um, yeah. and Macklock. Uh, March 8th, Yuka Honda is playing at the Brooklyn Bowl. Why don't I bring her name up? She's on uh, Sean Lennon's label, Chamara Music, was, and she's a very interesting artist. And I'll get a CD mm-hmm. of hers to send to you, by the way. Oh, and cool. um, and let's see, new music seminars coming. That's way down the line, June 8th to uh, June 10th, but that's a very important uh, venue because that's all the indie music companies come from around the world to this venue where they have all kinds of people on different ends of music talking from Pandora music to marketing to you know everything in music and so it's once a year, but it's a very big event that we participate in and mm-hmm. um, February 27th to April 12th Howard Greenberg, my friend Howard Greenberg, one of the top photo galleries in New York, is having a Bernice Abbott show, photography. He puts oh, wow. Lot, yeah, he has really outrageous photography from the past, does these really high-quality shows, one of the top galleries in New York. Um, Richie Ramone is going to be in our show April Yay. 25th. On the, and he's on on the 25th, his first tour, right? April 25th, his first tour, and it's a biggie. Uh, we're going to have him on, and I'm telling you, it's a special time to interview him because he's bringing his life into into the world, and uh, it just seems to be on a lot of really big shows, and it'll be he'll be on our show, you know, which is going to be really uh-huh. cool. Joseph Arthur has a show at Able Fine Art going on now, uh, 511 West 25th Street in New York, from February 5th to March 11th. He's our he's our boy, Joseph Arthur. Um, there, there's uh, Gagosian has a show with Diane, Diane Arbus, as you well know, the famous Diane Arbus, mm-hmm. February 7th to April 19th. That's a very cool show. Um, I think I've run through it. The art, there's a show coming down down the line, uh, May 7th is to May 11th, which is the art of the Brooklyn Film Festival. This is like a film festival held in Williamsburg every year, and they have really cool 
really cool movies they show that music tied in with it. it's almost like a south by southwest thing but you know it's interesting holly they have a theater that you can go in in williamsburg that you get served food they a waiter or waitress will come to your table and serve you food as you're watching the movie oh wow just kind of like that thing i told you about the where Adam yeah you did tell me about right you I told walked. me about that yeah I so they do the movie theater Starbucks, but you can't bar, yeah you get yeah, they got like a, but you know what? Uh, you know what's really weird? You don't find this in New York. That's so bizarre. I mean, yeah. I have to go to Williamsburg for a, th- uh, a theater to sh- to do a venue like this. Uh, probably, I don't know if they do it more out where you are. You know, you know it's mm-hmm. very interesting though. But it's pretty much the rundown of things that I got and things that are coming up. I guess you know. Yeah, well, you know what? Stuff. There's always really cool stuff happening out that way. I mean, I mean. East Coast stuff has stuff, and plus, let's talk about the weather out there right now. Are, are you starting to get out of the cold, or what? What's well, you know on? what? Interesting, you brought that up. It's now in the 50s today. It'll be running like that for a while, but then it's going to go down a little bit, 40s, a little bit of 30s next week. But right now, it's in the 50s today. It was a little bit mm-hmm. of rain, but 50s. But it was so pleasant to feel warm air. <laughs> you know, warmer air. Oh yeah, air. no. Tell me about it. I know. Man, how is it out there? Well, um, you don't want to hear. We're 75 really? today and sunny, oh, and great. the wow. flowers are blooming everywhere. And, <laughs> great. Um, That's cool. They say next Wednesday we're having a huge rainstorm come in again. Um, oh, okay. But, you know, we we have had an unusually cold winter and um, a very cold coming into spring. But this is kind of, kind of neat what's happening, and um, we had a lot of rain just a while ago. But talking about stuff that's happening out here there's a lot of filming going on in the city right now and um a lot of people are doing a lot of things involving um art galleries um there are quite a few art galleries that are doing different types of events um getting ready for world water day which brings me into somebody that's really unique that got brought into my life patricia corey and i don't know if you know who Patricia Corey is, she has a book, um, The Emissary, which will be dropping very shortly. And um, she's going to be on my show shortly. And oh, great. Um, she is in Italy, and she mm-hmm. also has um, a couple different nonprofits and leads up a bunch of different things. So she's going to be on, as well as um, we're coming up with Dog, listen to this, Dog of God, the novel. It's wow. really cool. It's it's a really cool novel, and wow. I will be having that on next week. Oh, and great. that I'm really looking forward to because it's going to be really. It's are you there? <laughs> are you eating? I'm here. Eating chips as I'm talking. You're funny. <laughs> uh, you always uh, earlier. <laughs> I thought you fell asleep. I heard snorting in the phone. But um. <laughs> as you call me. I'm known as called Lavender Angel because I have this thing I send lavender to everybody. You are, you are definitely. You're a lavender love, lavender angel, Holly. I send lavender to everyone, but getting back to Dog of God, it's it's got a cute title. It's a really amazing book that is Hmm. going to be on my show um, this coming Wednesday. Who's the publisher? Oh, let me um, let me get back to that real quick. That's being um, it's. It's actually published. Isn't that horrible? I don't know the publisher. No, it's okay. Okay. 
But it, I think it's, I think it's self-published Mission actually. Oh, okay. I think it's self-published. But the uh-huh. name of the author is Sheriff Slater Balavi. That's enough. They can internet it. And, and um, oh wait, no, publisher is Balboa Press. Excuse me, I should have okay. told you that. That's right. Yeah, and it's um, a novel about um, magic, the magical worlds with a uh, dog of God, and then. What's really interesting also is I'm going to be doing, um, I have a couple other really cool, amazing books, um, book authors, and it's really funny. I'm getting a lot of book authors and a lot of really cool stuff is dropping. There's a book that's coming out called Yoga and Love that mm. uh, it's book releasing, and it's um, with Vish, and um, it's amazing. It's an amazing book, and wow. um it's all about finding love, and it's called Yoga and Love. Oh, that's and nice. And you definitely really need to, because Vish, um, the gentleman that is doing the book, um, he comes from a very long spiritual background, and there's a lot of really amazing stuff that is going into this whole entire book that is going to be, oh. just I think it's going to be groundbreaking. Just oh, like with great. the emissary that I talked about, the emissary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and um, you're going to dig this one. I'm going to be having William R. Fortichin, Pillar to the Sky. He is the um, he's on the um, New York Times bestseller author of One Second After. Have you um, mm-hmm. read that? No, I haven't. One Second After. Yeah, and um, the book is called Pillar to the Sky. Okay. And I apologize if I'm pronouncing names wrong. I'm I'm just um, having one of those days, but <laughs> it's all good. But there are but I'm, I'm going to be posting all of these shows. These shows will be up by the weekend, and you'll have a chance to do this. Take a look at everything, and and the books are just going to be. The interviews are going to be really great, and I just can't wait to have Patricia Corey on. Because the emissary is such a great, important book of our time that we really need to focus on right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so out here, I'm telling you, it's it's uh, the weather's good and um, it's much better cool weather right than now. yeah, much better weather than we're having here. I want to make one more note. There's a show yeah. coming up. I forgot to mention. You love this, and you know this photographer, Herb Ritz supermodel show at Edwin Howe Gallery in New York, and that's going to be February 20th to March 22nd. That is going to be a really hot photographic show. Herb Ritz. Mm-hmm. He always does these great, iconic photographs. You know, you know um, what's funny is I just talked to... Uh I just talked to Shannon, you know, Shannon McDonald, who did Yeah, she all had a big thing, right? She had a big thing. thing yeah, at the Apollo Theater, and she was yep. voted the best Beatles artist in the world by the mayor oh, of wow, Liverpool, by the way. Oh, that's incredible. I didn't know that. She that's just great. presented a, um, a, I don't even know if she's released this yet, but she presented a hand-painted guitar to Steve Perry with Aerosmith in Vegas the last couple mm, of days. It was kind of cool. That's incredible. Wow. Yeah, and uh, we've got quite a lot of stuff going on. I mean, she's going to be back. Um, I'm going to also have, uh, hopefully, Roxana, who did the song mm-hmm. Unforgotten, um, um, back on. She did an amazing, amazing, that's an amazing song, and she's got some really cool new music coming out. And um, then World Water Day is coming up on March 22nd next month. So we've got a full month ahead of us, uh, a lot of really cool stuff happening. And um, I'm just really glad that we were able to do the Morrison Hotel Gallery. 
And uh, like I said, these interviews that I just spoke about will all be up sometime this weekend. I've had mm-hmm. an overload of a lot of different really beautiful events and projects coming up that I'm going to be involved in that's going to be really fun. So with that, I want to thank you so much for being here today. Oh, thank you. I wanted to give, uh, before we go, I want to yeah, give a special Judith. thank yeah, you Judith. to Judith, who's working and she couldn't be on, but we love you, Judith, and her, her children, Justin, who's a great filmmaker, and Ariel, who's mm-hmm. just in an indie movie, by the way, mm-hmm. uh, that's been out there. So uh, I want to wish you all the love. And I have a dear friend from Paris. I want to wish her the best. And uh, and I want to wish everybody, and thank you, Holly, for having our okay. show on with totally you. Cool. And with both of us, we really have this great combo here, both our shows and what goes on. And, and now we're, we, we've, we have a lot of people that we've both brought on are friends of ours, so it's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Kind of like with Aaron, he comes back, and we always have a – the shows get better, you know what I mean? The shows get better. You know – there's always something new happening, and like I yeah. said, this week has been an amazing week for me. Yeah. I've met some amazing women, and I know who you, I know you know who you are if you're listening out there that have brought to me some beautiful projects, and I am touched and really deeply gratif- grat- full of gratitude to be able to be involved in these projects and be able to have people on my radio show as well, like you, yourself, Spencer, and oh, being able to have Aaron back on. You know, he's such yeah. a cool cool guy. And uh, so being able to talk about people we know that are going to be doing all this amazing photography and art and really cool stuff. I know there was something else I wanted to say. Oh, it is the weekend coming up. I wanted to tell everyone, don't drink and drive. And, uh, you know, um, and uh, eat a cupcake. <laughs> Always makes you smile. Have you ever seen anyone eating a cupcake, crying or oh. being upset? No, never, 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 never seen never, anyone never, eating never. a cupcake that okay, way. Okay, crying. Oh, that's a no. good one. Yeah. So this is a really, this is a really amazing week. We're getting ready. We're moving into spring. Um, the solstice is coming up next month, and mm. um, we're going to have just like some really amazing shows. The spring is breaking, and. Uh, you know, just stay tuned Red to Red Velvet Media Blog Talk Radio for all the shows for the Indie Cafe and also for Red Velvet Media. And we are on FaceTime. Um, we're on uh, Facebook. We're on FaceTime, Facebook. We're on Twitter. We're on everything. And uh, we do announce all of our shows mainly through Red Velvet Media and also the shows will be available on Facebook as well. In the Indie Cafe, um, the shows will be announced as well on Red Velvet Media. And with that, I think I've talked too much. I'm just um, on, oh, I'm on no. overload. I got I a lot just of wanna, sleep. Oh, I also want to say, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I say um, a special love to a friend. Her name is Emma out there, who I really dearly love. And Aww. I want. And the update is on the medal count. The United States has 27 total medals on top still on the Olympics. Oh yeah, I was just reading that. I was just reading that. Yeah, they're just, yeah, yeah, today, oh, it's so great watching these Winter Olympics, I can't tell you, it's unbelievable. You know, I was really torn with the Winter Olympics. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I was really, I mean, first, you know, all the bad press, all the stuff, that everybody's always got to say something negative, but there was some real right. serious issues over there. But, um, 
I was really I was really um torn when I started watching I was watching the figure skating and the figure skating yeah. was just amazing and right, then right. the snowboarding the Americans were saying that they they were making the courses really 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 almost too dangerous for them to feel mm-hmm. comfortable to even run Mm-hmm. So I don't really know what's going on over there, but for all the people that have won the medals, be it USA, Russia, China, Japan, um, you know, uh, you know, anywhere in the world that has won one, congratulations! You all deserve it. You've all worked really hard for it, and of course, we want to bring home the gold, and we are bringing home some gold. But so are all the other countries, which I think is all part of the big message here, which is coexisting with everyone. Uh, so the, the hockey game yesterday with the women mm-hmm. was unbelievable. I mean, it was very, gut, I would call it gut-wrenching because the United States were 2 nothing lead, the women's, with three mm-hmm. minutes left in the game. Canada ties it and wins in overtime. It, these girls went through such, I mean, I can't tell you, when you saw putting the medals on them, they were, half the team, over half the team were crying. They were like... And, you know, it was really hard situation, I think, uh, being shocked by that, you know, alone. Because mm-hmm. with three minutes left with a 2 nothing lead, and they they shut out, literally, the Canadians up to that point. So all of a sudden, boom, the game completely changes and becomes this shocking victory for the other team. I mean, they must have went through, can you imagine this, Holly? They must have went through an amazing, catastrophic, emotional thing. You know what I'm saying? I think I think you know anyone that makes it to the Olympics should be happy and should be we we should hold yeah. them high in our hearts. And that's right because gratitude. they won silver. That's right. They and won. That, they got a silver so medal. Hard. They got a silver medal. Yeah. <laughs> they came in second. There's nothing wrong with being in second. I don't no. care. You know you're exactly right about that, Holly. You know that's a very good point you brought up, and that that's exactly right. It's like. You got to hold your head up in the air. You got to the gold medal round, and you got a silver. God, you're not going to knock that. No, not everyone makes it to the Olympics. And, That's right. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, it's it's beautiful that we were able to have the Olympics this year, and that it did finally kind of kind of take shape and form, and everybody's kind of you know having their challenges. But in, throughout that, we've always always conquered and. Like I said, no matter where you are, you're bringing the gold home, whether it be Japan, China, um, Russia, the U.K., London, whatever. You're doing it. And so we're happy for anything that the USA brings home, and we're very happy and um, hold high in esteem all the other countries that have been part of it because there's so much talent out there i was amazed at the talent um oh yeah and the all, ages all the how do you like the ages i mean this girl from austria unbelievable anna feininger she was 14 mm-hmm. and she won a gold in the slalom i mean this girl yeah. i mean their ages freak me out how young mm-hmm. they are and some of them as you well know the first time in the olympics this kid he's a, he was a figure skater 19 i think from japan won a gold i mean it's just and he fell down in the last the last performance he did, he, I'll never forget, it, he falls down in the beginning, gets up, and does an absolute perfect performance. And he won mm-hmm. the gold. But he fell down. The idea that at 19, he falls down, picks himself up, and does a perfect performance flawless, was, that's why he won the gold. It's unbelievable. You know? It's like the phoenix rising from the ashes. That's exactly, my analogy right. of it all. Perfect, and perfect. Um, there were, I know when I was watching the figure skating, you were talking about people falling down. There was one team that was, that had won first 
for so many years, and they knew that they had to um, score a certain points, t- certain, certain, certain thing, thing yeah. right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. But they yeah. had fallen, but they uh-huh. and they knew that they'd blown it, but they still right. carried on and continued with integrity and beautiful mm. yeah. form their their whole thing, and it was just amazing. Amazing. I tell you, so, it really is. It, it gets to be a very emotional type thing. It is. Get it again, right? Right. It's yeah. Like amazing. It is what wonderful about movies to watch. For you? Any good movies? We want to talk about any good movies. Movies, you know, I've been, I've been so homebound after my operations. I haven't gone out that much. I've been, I, you know, it's getting ridiculous. But I'm watching so much film on television. The Turner Channel. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have, you know, it's really big this month on the Turner Channel. Is the Academy Award nominee and winner movies. Uh, 30 days of going on this month. So I'm seeing mm-hmm. some really great film. And they're showing a lot of old film that I've never seen before, that people were nominated for, these films that you never, in 1934, for instance, you know, and you, and mm-hmm. you see these movies which you've never seen. It's so mind-boggling, you know, and they, they were great performances, so they didn't win, but they were, they were really cool films, and I've never seen them. So it's kind of wonderful, kind of like catching up in a lot of movies um, that you, you need to see, I think, if you're into film. And, um mm-hmm. Very interesting. So the Turner Channel has that this month, and then, you know, period. I'm watching the other channels too for other things like Showtime has things, and um, the Borges. Uh, they have reruns of the Borges with the famous Jeremy Irons. How can you not resist that one? Yeah. Jeremy Irons, and that series is so is so amazing. The Borges. Not exactly a happy thing to watch, but it's very dark, you know. But it's it's a great mm-hmm. series. Absolutely pro- great acting, and um, you know. So I'm doing. I'm staying in a lot, watching a lot of great stuff on TV. I'm a TV That's cook. cool. Yeah, the movie well, I know stuff. That, you know. I know that this month we have um, lost a lot of really great people and our industry. And I want oh, to say yeah. to everyone that has been touched oh, by that, we want to say to Jim Henson's son, and we've got, oh, gosh, who else? From, the from Devo, from remember from Devo, and, and we've got Marty Thau, who signed... Mm-hmm. God, some great groups and like Shirley the Flesh Tone. Shirley Temple. Right, Black. Shirley Temple, definitely. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's 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 crazy. It's crazy. Well, we want to we want to we want to not think of it in a sad way. We want to think about what kind of big parties going on up in the sky right now with all these. They people. have probably the best parties going, in fact. Yeah. <laughs> they're with the yeah. music angels. They're with the acting angels. They're with all these angels and, and entertainment. They're probably having a ball up there. Absolutely. With that, I want to say to everyone, um, me personally, I want to say have a beautiful weekend. Um, And like I said, don't drink and drive. And uh, make sure that you have a really – do something for yourself this weekend. It's going to be really nice, I think, in a lot of different places. And uh, with that, Spencer, um, I'm going to play a really cool song. I love you, too. And um, I'm glad you're feeling better. Oh, thank you, Dawn. And with that, I'm going to play a really special song. Here you guys go. Cool. Okay. Happy weekend, guys. Hey, you too. <laughs> there are places I remember all my life. Though some have changed, some forever, not for better. Some have gone, and some Oh,
Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.